Listener discretion advised by the sound contains salty language. So if you don't like that, turn it down now. No, now, like right now. Okay. Let's start this fucking show. (laughs) So the family says, Americans, you people are really blessed. So my friend says, why? And he said, do you know how many Africans wish their dictators would come down with a non-political illness (laughs) right after they announce they won't leave office peacefully? I swear you people are blessed. (laughs) God bless America. From the Coast Salish land of Seattle, we're By the Sound, your community-invested podcast. I'm Sarah Mays, speaking this week with Aisha Hauser. On this episode of the podcast, we talk about sharing our thoughts and prayers for a psychopath. And then we look back on our favorite moments with Chelsea Alvarez. This is By the Sound. So how you doing? I'm doing what I've learned is pandemic fine. So I'm fine uh-huh. considering everything that's going on. So this week I've been thinking a lot about um, religion and hypocrisy and what does it mean to, um, you know, maintain some kind of, I don't know. So, so I, there's no, unless I'm going to live on a farm, raise bees and get off the grid, I'm, I'm living some sense of a hypocritical life. And I get that, but, yeah. you know, try to keep it to a minimum. So uh, the president apparently hosted a super spreader event. At least in the one. rush, <laughs> at least, at least one in the rush to fill um, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's seat. So apparently, a lot of people contracted coronavirus because um, I, I, you know, pick your theory. Like arrogance, uh, decision to not follow science. You won't wear a mask. Um, I mean, I actually think the first one is arrogance. I just think the president didn't think rich white people got it. I don't know. I don't. I mean, even Herman Cain died, but Herman Cain's a black man. So I think, I think in his mind, I genuinely believe if I, I think if he really thought it was going to hurt him, he would have been behaved differently. But I think he is that arrogant. So I don't really care about him. I don't, I really don't think, I don't wish him good or ill. I'm just like, whatever there are, you know, his heinous policies are impacting thousands and thousands of people. As I understand it, his his, uh, family's faith that he grew up with is such that they believe illness or good health or any fortune or misfortune that befalls a a person is some sort of consequence of God's reward or punishment for their actions. I didn't know that about his faith. uh, Yeah, this was one of the first things I, I heard on the radio when he was diagnosed was that based on his family's uh, what he would have learned as a child, he w- would need to interpret this as God's disfavor. Honestly, I hope he interprets it that way. I don't know how much he takes in in terms of accountability, because as his niece pointed out, Mary Trump, he fails upwards spectacularly. And that's been true his entire life. So my, I was kind of on fire yesterday on my Facebook page and it was not, I, again, I don't, I don't, I don't, I I try not to spend my time thinking about him because really we need to have a kinder, gentler society. Okay. What got me going yesterday was seeing so many, um, really celebrities have done it to liberal clergy, celebrities, people like I'm praying for him to get a speedy recovery. Okay. So I'm not wishing either. I mean, he contracted it because he wouldn't wear a mask and he didn't think it was real. Okay. So whatever happens, happens. But my response was, So we know the damage and the pain and the torture this man is causing. 
Help me, what performative wokeness needs to happen that you need to get on Facebook and declare that you wish these people a speedy recovery to do what? Go back to mayhem and hurting people? So I, this morning, I, I shared, I think, what was perfect. And I will, um, it was a public post, so I'm fine reading it. But it was someone who, um, who I don't know named Sarah Olson who wrote, imagine if some motherfucker is dousing your house with gasoline while your family sleeps inside. And when he goes to light the match to set it all ablaze, he trips and hurts himself. Then you send him flowers and wish him a speedy recovery so he can get back to burning your family alive. That's what you all sound like right now. And that to me is exactly what it felt like. He's an abuser. He's a, we know he's sexually assaulted right now, by all accounts, he was part of that Epstein ring allegedly. Okay. Well, he'll never be held accountable. He took out a New York times full page ad to go after the black. There were teenagers at the time um, who were accused of, of hurting the central park jogger completely exonerated all five of them. Never apologize. So he'll never be held accountable for the the pain and trauma and abuse he has caused and continues. He's he's abusing people. He tried to get Biden to stutter in that. And I didn't, I lasted less than five minutes for that shit show fucking the debate, right? He that's what he he brought up his son's drug abuse. Like he was just a bully. So whatever. I mean, it's between him and his God, whatever he believes in. What I'm gonna do is pray for and affirm the people who will never get free health care because he's fighting against it. And now that we know he hasn't paid taxes, that Walter Reed bill that's going to be paid is by not by him even a little bit. So I'm, I'm, and I, you know, and I had to sit with, and I had friends who posted, well, I'm against the death penalty. I don't wish him ill. I said, I never said I wished him ill. I'm saying that if we're going to, if we're going to be people of faith, what, why, I mean, I remember how angry people were when Catholic church, the Pope and the Cardinals were praying for the abusers of the children, for the priests who abused the pedophile priests. You remember that? Oh, we're praying for them and how livid everybody was because are you kidding me? Right. They weren't held accountable. People start. Praying. So it's not, I, I, look, you can pray for whoever you want, but be clear. All you're doing is saying you don't give a shit about the people who've been harmed. And Jay Mace, the third um, on his public Facebook page did a brilliant brilliant six minute video that I highly recommend people watch about the theology for survivors. And he said, what if you centered survivors? What if you centered the people who have been harmed and hurt and abused? Because rushing to pray for oppressors is added to the violence. So the people who've been abused by this administration are watching people who supposedly fight for them run and pray. So I didn't, I didn't have any feelings about that. It's more about who we center and how we, the people who say we're centering liberation and wanting a fairer world, how we're behaving. That's what I'm responding to. What do you think, Sarah? <laughs> I don't feel entitled to a view on religious uh, point of view, what people should and shouldn't pray for. That's uh, that's between them and their God, because um, uh, I don't have one. But I'm just not to make a point, but out of curiosity, because it's something I've thought about a lot this year. You mentioned early on the idea of performative wokeness, and I'm not completely sure I get how that would fit into this. Um, but also what I've been thinking about this year is I'm, I'm sort of skeptical that performative wokeness is a thing. Like typically, 
if if say I'm expressing a woke idea, it it's usually either in service of my own liberation and justice, or if it's in the service of someone else's liberation and justice that that doesn't directly uh, affect me, it's usually an inconvenience for me. It's it's something that say. I feel I need to express because my brain is such that I I can't abide injustice another second longer. I need to scream into the void or at least to whoever's willing to listen to me. And typically, there will be a cost to it. When I think of people performing, I tend to think of them performing acceptance of injustice and in, 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 to make people comfortable. Uh, and one could think of, you know, the, the stereotypical racist uncle at Thanksgiving dinner. If you bite your tongue, you're performing acceptance for their comfort. I don't, I, I just don't get the math. I, I just. Uh, so and, here's an example. Okay, yeah. I, so apparently after Trump wouldn't condemn white supremacists, the next, maybe the next day people were like, I condemn white supremacy and there was supposed to be a hashtag or supposed to be people condemning white supremacy. And it's like, okay, like what, what's the point of that? Like you're going to condemn white supremacy on Facebook to get Trump. He doesn't give a shit. So that to me is an example of that. And then it kind of came and went cause enough <laughs> black and brown people were like, stop it. Like just kind of, <laughs> but here, here's the part that's performative to me. What, what are people getting out of, because celebrities did it too. I think like Ava DuVernay, who did, who literally made the movie Thirteenth. Um, so what? What? Why? What's? What is the point of when someone who has the power to kill millions of people because he does gets no one? No one shot him. No one did it. He got a virus because he wouldn't wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the point of coming? Why not just say we're praying for everybody who had coronavirus? You can even leave it there. Like, what's with? Why? If, if nature takes its course, it's going to take its course. So that's what I don't understand. Like, what is this rush to appease oppressors? So what is the point? Of course, the conservatives are praying for him. Because they love his white supremacy, patriarchal, ghoulish, garbage, death cult regime. They're into it. So I get why they're praying. But the people who are clear, we don't want babies in cages and are horrified by what he's doing to the trans community because he's giving Pence what he wants, horrified at, at the forced hysterectomies. So those folks, I don't understand needing to come on Twitter and Facebook and say, I'm praying for the family. And that wife of his who who came out not giving a shit about the children in cages and was complaining about Christmas decorations. Like, that's my question. What does that need? What is that? A, is that a trauma response? Or uh, I, I, th- I can no, I can think of a, 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 a good reason to. Um, and to be clear, I do not wish that president well in any respect exactly. <laughs> oh oh honey honey you and i are on the same page with that um, honey. and and i'm not saying this to play devil's advocate because i don't play devil's advocate the, the, the devil, devil has, doesn't need an advocate yeah he does not uh the devil has plenty of representation on this earth listen to me god every time i'm around you i, I stop sounding like an atheist you make me sound. <laughs> Where's my Bible? Like the sacred, um, holy, awesome person you are, Sarah. Jesus. Okay, so here's here's my 
Here is how I would rationalize wishing the president well, which, again, I do not. (laughs) We can, I think, get lost in uh, a morass of of darkness by thinking all the time about our oppressors, either uh, in a uh, specific sense as in, you know, some god-awful president or in a general sense of like, oh, all those turfs, all those racists. We can, if we're always thinking about them all the time, in a way we're letting them win. We're letting them own our thoughts. It's like, I I got a friend of mine who is often frustrated with whatever argument they've gotten in most recently on Facebook with some, you know, misogynist or redneck and I just I I had to ask this person who gets into these Facebook arguments like in her bed. Why are you inviting these people into your bed? <laughs> so anyway, this is a long way of saying um, one might be centering their own spiritual health by, as Michelle Obama said, you know, going high when they go low. Like sometimes in life, you have to be graceful for yourself and whatever goodwill that sends to your oppressor is you know just incidental but um do you see the distinction there well yes and it's a yes and yeah. i no longer believe in appealing to people's better angels my response is to the people who i thought were centering the people in pain or the families of the people who died 200 including Herman Cain died of coronavirus while this man for months and months and months downplayed the science told people not to wear masks so this is a consequence of his own my my thing is what we people who want a better world can't keep doing is having some kind of moral ambiguity because of what, and it's it's kind of a circuitous route to respectability politics. Well, this is about my heart being clear. Well, my heart's clear thinking about the children who may never be with their families again because all they did was be Guatemalan and go over the, the border. I was an infant in my mother's arms when I came to this country. There but grace, by the grace of God that Nixon didn't have this bullshit policy in 1972 when I came here. So to me, it's it's like, why do we on, on the side of the, I'm going to say left for lack of a better word, or liberals or whatever, keep making it okay to try to appeal to people's better angels when they're not fucking there. And Martin Luther King said that, like he said that actually about the Unitarians, the church I belong to. He said, you all are like completely clueless about evil. I mean, not a direct quote, obviously, but that was a, a clear criticism of the Unitarian versus faith. Like you're all basically living in la la land. That you don't under you are underestimating the evil that is out there. So it's it's not even about disagreeing with you. I don't want to have. I think, I think spiritually it is not good for us to carry hate in our heart. And I think spiritually it is perfectly reasonable, as Jay Mays put it in in his video this morning, to center survivors, to center the oppressed. Um, it's pedagogy the oppressed, right? Paulo Freire, whose name I always mispronounce, who's Brazilian, um, centering the people who have been harmed and continue to be harmed. And we can't keep appealing to people's better angels when they simply don't exist. Stephen Miller does not have a better angel. So what we need to do is be clear that we need to stop these policies. What, so what needs to happen? That's what I look at. It's like, okay, do we connect people? You know, voting? Sure, it's a part of it. How do we get to 
the moral clarity of stopping harm and being so terrible. Now, I've had people say to me, it's an intractable problem. People suck and we're always killing each other. Yeah, okay, but let's at least try. And, and here's my personal favorite that comes from people. Well, you know, we just need to look to reason and logic. Well, if that was true, the world wouldn't be what it is. Humans react out of fear, out of trauma, out of human brains don't work in logic because the world would be a different place if it did. We wouldn't be so susceptible to fucking marketing. <laughs> if, if we were logical, we would know that, you know, these bullshit things that we, you know, people tell us to buy aren't going to give us happiness. That's not a thing, right? But, but our brains don't work with logic and reason the way we think some people will say they do. So that's my long answer. It's like, it's not, I don't necessarily, I don't fundamentally necessarily disagree. I just think it's a triumph of hope over experience mm -hmm. is that people don't have better angels. So yeah, I agree. Don't give them airtime. Let's think about how to fix this. How, what is it that we need to me? I still say it, universal basic income and universal healthcare. Let's start there. We don't even, let's, before we even get to dismantling the prison industrial complex and just defunding the police, let's, before we even get to those conversations, give people a universal basic income and healthcare. We can actually do that pretty easily if we wanted to, <laughs> if we were logical and reasonable, <laughs> if logic and reason were in any way, <laughs> it's cheaper to give people healthcare and it's cheaper to give people a universal basic income than, than what we have happening now. Yeah, that's much too reasonable. Um, <laughs> it is though, right? Uh, I mean, we can't even get the metric system. You know, uh, <laughs> like why we, we can't get rid of like this daylight savings time <laughs> bullshit. Like which all it takes is like a vote. We could literally yeah. do that tomorrow. There's no somebody said, actually, listen, now's the time to do it. 2020. Yeah. So just get rid of daylight savings. Yeah. Just, it's absurd. Um, <laughs> we all know it's absurd. <laughs> when I hear someone and I haven't heard this yet, I'm just, you know, believing you and I'm imagining it. If I hear someone say. I wish Donald Trump uh, a, a quick recovery. I guess I did hear Joe Biden say that, which I guess, you know. He has to. He has to. But any old person, I hear him say that. Um, if, if they are generally against his agenda, what I would take that to mean is you can try to strip the humanity of people. You can lose your own humanity yourself but you're not going to take my humanity. And that's what I heard in um, Charleston, South Carolina, in you know what, mm -hmm. what turned out to be a, a very controversial statement. One of the survivors of one of the people murdered at the AME church, she, she looked at that monster that, well, I shouldn't call him a monster. He was um, just another racist, homicidal white man. I'm trying not to use dehumanizing language. Uh, right, because yeah. he's a human man who made very yeah. I, I think we del right. delude ourselves by um, conveniently dehumanizing some people right. who do very human things. Um, right. And unfortunately, it's very human to kill a bunch of people just because they're black. Um, and just because you're a racist piece of shit. But there I did it again. I called him a piece of shit. Anyway, this guy. That's allowed. She looked at him. She said, I forgive you. And that was when when I saw that, well, I cried when I saw that. I 
because I thought it was so powerful that the way that read to me is she was looking at him saying, you can take my loved one from me, but you can't take my humanity. You can't take my heart. You can't take me away from me. And that was how I also read uh, Michelle Obama's original call for people to take the high high road when they go low. Uh, Now, over time, you know, I haven't kept faith with that myself, and I'm I have a lot of complicated feelings about it. But that's, I guess, the charitable way I I want to view people clinging to their basic humanity, even in the face of what seems to be great evil. So here's the thing with that: I don't. I think people need to do what they need to do. The flip side of that, and it's kind of like the flip side of the prosperity gospel, like basically, actually, what you started with that Trump's faith is that if you get it, you get something, it's your own fault, right? I'm not, I think people are just as human and just as loving and just as caring for the people who, who's, who killed Dylan, you know, Dylan Roof's, you know, he killed somebody's grandmother, mother, for the people who didn't forgive him, they're just as human as the woman who did. It, it's almost tacitly shaming people who are like, fuck you, I'm not forgiving you. That is just as valid. That, that's, people don't need a trauma response of fawning and forgiveness to be whole and human and, and people individually need to do what they need to do. And to me, it's just as valid for that person to say to him, I forgive you or Botham Jean's brother who, who forgave that woman who killed his brother for existing in his own apartment because she was a cop. Okay. People, you know, he, he did what he did, but for the for Botham Jean's other relatives who are like, fuck you, they're just as valid. I don't think we, the thing is, it's the shaming of the people who do, who are saying, you know what, this is not okay. We, to me, it's like, it's just as valid. They're not less human because they're creating a boundary in their heart for harm that has been caused. I don't think forgiveness is mandatory. I think repair. I think the people who cause harm, if they're held accountable and they understand what they genuinely did and have some kind of remorse, okay, but that's up to the people. Every it's all individual, but I'm not going to shame people who who don't forgive. That's on that's you. You need to do what you need to do, but I don't think anybody's less whole if they don't. I think that's the part of how this all plays out for the victims and the oppressed. That's troubling to me. Um, and I grew up from with an emotionally abusive mother. I mean, she was, you know, my, and and she will die never taking responsibility for the harm she caused me. Ever. She will die. Whether or not I forgive her is doesn't make me a better or less or worse person. It doesn't make me a better person if I forgive her, um, or if I don't forgive her because she, because she's you know it was a lot of harm she caused, and so I, I'm not giving anyone moral virtue for forgiving somebody who who caused who took the life of someone else or several people, or in the case of the president. Hundreds of thousands of death were caught. Co- deaths were caused. Um, and and what about the torch? Blah blah blah. I mean, he's got a long list of shit. That that's we're gonna feel for a long time unless we fundamentally change policies in this country. The the pain he's caused is just seeds. So that's that's my response to that. It's not it's not about right or wrong. It's about I'm not about to tell people who choose otherwise, who choose to center themselves in their care and loving themselves, and choose not to forgive people who make these decisions. I don't, I don't think, I think they're just as valid and where they are, they're doing what they need to do, um, who are victims and the survivors. I should use the word survivors. So does that, how did that land? I completely agree that that makes complete sense. And I think that's a lot more 
where I am. Yeah, it's it's harder for me to hear people wishing the president well than it is to hear, um, you know, dignified silence. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, exactly. That that's my thing is. You know what people could have done after the you know hearing about it is, hey, we we there are two hundred thousand people that are dead right now, and unless the CDC and unless they stop screwing with the CDC recommend, how about that? They're literally the CDC is literally two different groups. There's the scientists who are trying to ignore the president, and then there's the political you know operatives who have been put into the CDC to put these bullshit recommendations, which are literally bullshit. So we could amplify, hey, listen to Fauci and the real scientists, or let's follow what Germany's doing and wear masks. Like, I, we, we could have amplified the positive to help prevent this, because there's spikes now everywhere. We're now spiking. We're spiking in King County. So we could amplify and center how to prevent spreading this coronavirus and ignore the press. We don't, people know that this is news all over the world. My friends all over the world are messaging me like, wow, this dude is all over the news. He's got all the attention. He's got yeah. it. That's, yeah. And I, I, mean, I think and that's the commodity he cares about the most. That's um, exactly he, right. He doesn't distinguish between good attention and bad attention. All attention is good. Unfortunately, uh, that's partly why exactly. That's yeah. exactly right. He doesn't care at all. He's thrilled when his name is out there, whether it's good or bad. So what are you grateful for this week? So I'm grateful for the gay men around the country who took over the hashtag Proud Boys. (laughs) It's the absolute best because when Trump gave some kind of bullshit signal of the Proud Boys, all of a sudden gay men started it's the sweetest thing posting their wedding pictures and their couple, you know, uh, gay men couples using the hashtag proud boys. It is my favorite thing today. So I'm very proud. I'm, I'm proud. <laughs> hashtag proud boys. So it's really great. Well, grateful. that is some first class trolling. Uh, <laughs> dignified trolling. Yes. <laughs> I'm great. Yeah, that's What about lovely. you, Sarah? What are you grateful for? I am grateful for Chelsea Alvarez, whom I'm... Chelsea, we miss you. We do miss her, and I'm sorry to say she is stepping down as co-host. Oh, okay. uh, you're just getting this news for the, the first <laughs> time. Uh, yeah, I found out just before today. Um, she's just... Uh, she has so much on her plate that uh, yeah. she can't commit to... Carrying on her oh, co-hosting you. duties, you, Chelsea. But I, I believe our shows were always better with her on them, and yeah, absolutely. Um, she'll be missed. Hopefully, she'll come back and tell us about what she's been reading or watching. Um, Definitely. Yeah, and we will have a new co-host joining us on the program. Uh, but more on that on our next episode. Uh, For the rest of this broadcast, I'd like to salute Chelsea by re-airing a couple of our favorite segments with her. So, uh, we'll be back after the break with those. Chelsea, if you're listening out there, and you're probably not because I don't think you listened. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. We love you. Sarah. Chelsea. 
When you say that By the Sound is a community-invested podcast, what does that mean for our listeners? Ah, glad you asked. It means that in addition to hearing our conversations about local issues and interviews with our most interesting Seattle-area neighbors, fans of the show can join our listener community online by supporting the podcast on Patreon. Doing so will unlock access to our private Facebook group. What are we posting in the Facebook group? (laughs) Well, in addition to exclusive previews about what we'll be discussing on the show, we offer a curated stream of the best and most provocative local news stories each day. That's dope. How much will it cost to join? Our online community membership is available to all patrons starting at $5 per month. How else can fans of the show invest in this community? Our supporters on Patreon, who contribute $10 or more per month, will receive exclusive invitations to buy the sound meetups at Seattle-area coffee shops, bars, and parks, where they could meet by the sound co-host, guests, and other local fans of the show. Sweet. Where should listeners go to donate? They can visit bythesound.net and click on the donate button. That's bythesound.net. Or go directly to patreon.com slash bythesound. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash bythesound. You know what? I wanted you, my dream. Yeah. I want to be asked to do a, a tour at the art museum. Ooh. Can we do that? People do that. Like for podcasts? I mean, people just go because uh, they're cool. That would be super fun. Here are my fucking dreams. Here are where I'm like, do it. my dreams are rather small. Do but it. I want to be asked to do a tour of the art museum. And I want to be asked to do one of those things where you dump out your purse and talk about the contents of your purse. <gasps> we could do you that. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, do. I just cleaned up my totally purse. So that. it's pretty, it's pretty shame free in there right now. I think the, the purse thing, um, might be better for podcasting than <laughs> look th- this ain't npr all right like wow. i am th- gonna dream big sarah and i think eventually we will be doing the museum we were going to be asked by sam and the burke museum and the I african-american just, museum the Northwest. fry fry we're gonna it's gonna happen I, I'm, I'm putting that out in the universe i'm gonna do an oprah moment right now and put whoa. it in the universe oh yeah it's i've been trying happen. to do that i've <laughs> I don't believe in the secrets. Fuck shit. But let's just have an Oprah moment. Yeah, I, I've been trying all kinds of woo shit lately. How woo? How woo? How woo? I bet How I'm woo. wooer. Oh, okay. I'm sure woo, you're woo-er. wooer. I'm like you, you have this whole millennial like astrology thing I'm happening. I'm getting into that now. Well, Instagram. Chelsea niche. just explained it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, which reminds me, like um, follow us. You uh, huh? Follow what? Follow us on, on Instagram. Facebook. Instagram. On Facebook, no. Twitter. Oh. <laughs> what were you going to say, Sarah? We got I, a couple I thought of tracks I followed going. you got all y'all on all the things. <laughs> no, uh, we're saying by the sound. Follow by the sound. Oh, that's such a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, by the sound has uh, an Instagram page Ooh. and a Twitter page. It feels like we should take and, a picture and um, put it on it, like our three, the three of us. Oh yeah, we're totally going to do that oh God, uh, guys, once should... they get back to us. Stories, stories are where it's at. Oh, I don't know what that means. We, uh, I am. <laughs> Do they have stories on Instagram? Oh my god! Oh my god! You guys, I did it once, but then it disappeared. It I thought, yeah, it disappears after twenty four hours. Oh, I thought it was a thing for like pictures, babes. Okay, <laughs> I'll I show don't know you. How it works. Story- well, no, if we're gonna write a story, then can't we just? I don't put think that we write it. I think it's like something. pictures. It's something. Ways are no, stressing no, me a out. Picture. This is we're stressing me out. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mimosas. <laughs> we're having mimosas in the middle of the day because we're cool. And it's no, we just launched our fucking podcast. We did. It was super fun. Um, wait, what's happening? Stories. Okay, we're going to teach us. I want to learn how to do my hair from a millennial and stories. Yeah, I will teach you. Here are the things I, a millennial, will teach you. Awesome. And I want you to do my astrology yeah, chart. That's the other thing. Very I will cool. teach you about your natal chart. Nice. I will show you where to get your hair cut appropriately. Yes. I will teach you about Instagram stories. Yes. I will teach you about cheerful nihilism. Oh, cheerful. I know nihilism, but cheerful. It's a new yeah. thing. Is that a millennial thing? Yeah. I invented cheerful nihilism. You can't. <laughs> Sarah's owning it. Okay. Um, I can teach you a little bit about memes, but that requires like a lot well, of... I've seen memes. I mean, you mean make... Okay. Sarah's now laughing at me. I mean, Chelsea's laughing at me. So you mean like make them? No, just like how to keep up with them oh. and like how to understand them so that when someone says... They did surgery on a grape. You can like that's a meme. I'm guessing. Yes, I'm inferring. From yeah, our con- from mm-hmm. our context clues. You're doing great. You're you already got it. Gotcha. I haven't heard of that one, Me but I know Keanu Reeves is very sad. Cats can have a little salami. Do you know that one? Salami. I thought they can have cheeseburgers. Yelling. Yeah. Wow. Cats have cheeseburgers, which does yeah. not make any sense to me. I know. Ugh, I can has cheeseburgers. Like it's not. That's funny. like 15 years. Wow. Behind. <laughs> What's sad is that, like, so a cat has cheeseburgers, and then a whole, like, Seattle company started for cats to have cheeseburgers. And then I don't think they're a thing anymore. No, no. Nothing's forever. It's fine. Nothing, nothing is forever. And something. I mean, your browser history actually is forever. Oh, yeah. But. Wait. Yes. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Can't delete anything. Oh, no, no, no. An old boss of mine (laughs) taught me that you can have a private browsing history. Incognito. Yeah, incognito. Uh, th- this is the boss that has taught me so much about porn, and um, <laughs> she 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 told me this this incognito thing exists, and I probably would have made different choices. <laughs> yeah, but somebody I mean, still has it. I'm, incognito yeah. is only for local servers. Somebody still has it. It's true. Nothing An industrious hacker exactly can find everything nothing you've ever done on the internet. Nothing. It is all out there. Whatever porn you've been looking at. Someone can find out. Yeah, absolutely. Is it that interesting, though? No, not really. I mean, is anyone's... Do you remember when uh, Donald Glover or Childish Gambino, depending on what your point of entry is for him, uh, had that, like, Instagram freakout? You guys have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. No. Nope. I but do I not recognize... Da- Danny, know, yeah, Danny this Glover was before- from Like Lethal Weapon? Donald no, Glover. No, no, that's Donald. Yeah, no relation... Uh, Donald Glover from Community. He's he's, he's now Lando Calrissian. I believe it was in his stories. Oh, here we go. I don't know what that means. I'll show okay. you later. Instagram is yes. for pictures, not stories. So I don't know how many times I have to stories. <laughs> stories are just pictures that disappear after twenty four hours. So like that's where you. Well, show why? Your I thought the Instagram is forever. No, I mean everything is forever. <laughs> everything is archived. Everything is cached. Whatever. Somewhere. But stories. Are for things that you want to be ephemeral. Okay. Why would you do that? Um, Well, I mean, it really depends on how you're out here living your life. Uh, It's ideal for thirst traps. Are you guys going to make me explain (laughs) thirst traps? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Woo! Um, Thirst traps are pictures, usually, that are meant to inspire thirst. 
sexual thirst. Oh, okay. Yes. <clears throat> so, like, often it's a picture of someone in underwear, <clears throat> swimwear, shirtless gym selfie, whatever, with a pretext of, like... So, like, imagine uh, I'm, I post a picture where I'm, like, at the gym and, like, in a sports bra and shorts or whatever... And like posed like to look cute, but then the caption is like thinking about lunch. You know what I mean? Mm. I'll say the name again of what that was. Thirst trap. Thirst trap. Thank you. I'm so, so the, excited. The desired we're... response is yeah. to get people to slide into my DMs. Mm. This is a term you're familiar with. Yes. Direct messages. Yes. It's it's uh, what we on on Facebook. They're called comments. I'm so excited. No. No. Direct <laughs> That's a direct message. Yeah, that's a DM. A DM is what you've been... No, that's, that's Comments are public. No, no. You've been sending us emails through Messenger. That's a DM. We need like a chart. Oh, text. That I knew. A DM is a text message. Yes. So there's the messaging. It's literally direct messaging. Direct messaging. Not a comment. Not public. So I'm the only one that sees it. So I post a thirst trap and then you say in my DMs, I don't fucking know. Hey, hey. want to get together yeah. at the Beacon Hill? Where you getting lunch? Oh, you getting lunch without me? You look good um, enough to eat. You can say, oh, yes, wow. I mean, depending on. Gotcha, gotcha. So, okay. It, that's it's where like the hookup culture. Instagram yes. When, okay. See? Flirting. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. You with me so far? Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. So there's the uh, sexy photos. Yes. Panty porn. Sure. Um, wow, she didn't use that language, but sure. Yeah, let's do it. I, I'm just, let's, I'm, I'm hearkening. Sarah kicks it up several yes. notches. I'm, 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 I'm just hearkening back to, you know, the the, the olden days and like mm-hmm. it, it, what we might have called yeah, this porn. thirst. Mm-hmm. But is that like a Tumblr thing? Are we talking about Tumblr? Or is this more of like. I a, miss Tumblr. Never did it. I couldn't. I'm, I'm too old. I could never, never did figure Tumblr. it out. Panty porn was more of a Sears catalog thing. (laughs) It was pretty sad, actually. So, Chelsea Alvarez. Yeah, hi. You saw cats. I saw cats, and let me just take my glasses off. (laughs) I saw cats, and the thing that kept, oh, God. The thing I kept thinking throughout the whole two hours was, these are adults. <laughs> these are grown adult people, some with children of their own, some with Oscars, some are knights. Fucking Sir <laughs> Ian McKellen oh. drank out of a hubcap. Dame. <laughs> Judy Dench was curled up in a fucking basket. <laughs> and honestly, can I just say, like, Dame Judy Dench curled up in that basket was one of the best moments in that film. Like, she acted the hell out of it because she's fucking Dame Judy Dench. I mean. Like, I believed her as a cat in that basket. Mm-hmm. When a person, an adult, an adult, an adult human, an adult human... <laughs> <sighs> goes out of their way to like move like a cat. Uh, Mm -hmm. I can't handle it. (laughs) So I just like, I spent most of the movie with my hands over my face, just horrified. Um, (laughs) 
I just, I like, it's hard to even unpack the, like, layers of embarrassment. It was, like, passing through, like, a Dante's Inferno <laughs> oh, wow. of, like, different flavors of embarrassment. Um, Rebel Wilson and James Corden both gave fat minstrel oh, no. realness. <laughs> um, Idris Elba... There was a point, so I got to see the version that uh, the CGI was off. Like, I saw Dame Judi Dench's wedding ring in one shot. Oh, okay. I do believe I also saw Idris Elba's taco meat. Like, I saw his <laughs> chest hair in one shot. Um, I don't really know what Jason Derulo's career has been like up to this point. My understanding is that he's, like, a pretty major pop star. Oh. I feel like that's probably over for him now. <laughs> oh, no. Well, what about... Like my pop start, I gotta know about Tay Tay. Like I'm, I have an, uh, a totally like sincere, unironic like affection for Taylor Swift. So I don't know I'm if sorry, we've discussed everyone. this, but like I hate Taylor Swift deeply. Mm, um, it happens. It happens. So when she came on screen, I uh, dissociated. I was not. I was not present. Although she does roofie the cats. Like that's her role. She roofies all the cats so that McCavity can. Whatever. Well, I mean, up. I can start getting into plot points, but like, it's not going to make any fucking sense because cats don't make any fucking sense. Like, also, like, they make this whole big deal about like, what is a jellical cat? Like, we're jellical cats. Like, we're all fucking <laughs> jellical cats, and we're going to make the jellical choice. But like, they never clarify what is a jellical cat. <laughs> the fuck is a jellical cat? Like, is that's, it like different from a regular cat? Or like, healthy. all cats jellical cats? Like, nobody fucking explains anything at all. It's horrible. Like, what the fuck is a Hold up. Hold up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the EpiPens or Cat <laughs> broke Chelsea Alvarez. Who do we hold responsible for this? Well, I isn't it T.S. Eliot? It, uh, it's it's okay. oh, Yes, it is. No, it is. No. Yes, no. Broadway. T.S. Eliot brought it to Broadway? No, listen. T.S. Eliot Wrote a whole entire book of poems about right. fucking jellical cats. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because he never explains what jellical is. No. Nope. Okay. Okay. No. No. Yeah, no one yeah, knows yeah. what a jellical cat is. Gotcha. T.S. Eliot wrote his whole fucking bullshit about jellical cats. Andrew Lloyd Webber read these in his wisdom, yeah, bizarre little poems and was like, "Let's put it to music. This is gold." Yeah. I mean, he wasn't wrong though. Cats was the longest running musical of all time. Like, people fucking love cats, and I thought that it was embarrassing that people loved cats like just on the face of it like just that they're into this thing where it's like grown-ups patting around like cats but uh now that i've seen it and like experienced it this is where things get weird this morning i was like oh fuck i want to see cats again i'll go see it with you <laughs> Well, now I'm now I'm intrigued. Like now it's like a, yeah. it's like when I have a toothache and I can't stop touching the tooth. Yeah. Like now I'm intrigued. I've just yeah. read so much. Is it true that mice have little children's faces on it? Because some one reviewer yeah. wrote that the mice like, are disturbing. They yeah, like, there's mice with little wrote. children's faces. There's um, cockroaches with human faces that oh, God. that Rebel Wilson like just chumps on one by oh. one. Um, the reviews are hilarious. Jennifer I mean, I Hudson's was... nose is running the entire time, <gasps> which is violent anti-blackness. I mean, by violent, the way, violent. Um, her character might be a Thank sex you. worker. It's never quite 
clear like what exactly uh, is the like issue. Yeah, let's talk about sex, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part of this I'm I'm most interested okay. in, other than Tay Tay. I've never seen the Broadway show. I've never even seen interest. It's sensuous. Sensual. Okay, sensuous. <laughs> um, I actually was curious about this too, and like I want to know how is Cats being re- received by the furry community? Like, oh, is that's this a great question? Like, honestly, like no, if yeah. this is if this is working for them, like if they're having a good time with this, then fine, great, cool, it's fine, it's fine. I want there to be. I want there to be a meaning behind this, and I don't really care what it is at this point. Like, I want it to have some value because the actual movie is so nonsensical and frustrating. And, like, there's no reason that this movie ever should have been made. There's no reason. Some of them wear shoes. Some of them don't. Some of them have, like, almost human-looking feet. Some of them... Okay, can we just talk about Skimbleshanks for a second? I don't know what they are, but yes. Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. Um, I don't know what it is about him, but the moment Skimbleshanks, the railway cat, came on screen, I was consumed with rage. And it was like everything about him just like made me so fucking mad. Uh, I hate his stupid red pants. I hate his fucking mustache. He's got a weirdly round butt that, like, <laughs> and I love butts, all butts, really, but, like, I love a round butt, but, like, Skimbleshank's fucking round, stupid butt in his stupid red pants just made me want to fucking punch him in his stupid fucking face. Wow. Um, I love trains. I love public transit. I especially love trains. Like, Skimbleshank's the railway cat should be, like, right up my alley. Like, I love cats. Do you I like love hobos? Trains. I, yeah, sure, I love hobos. Um, Skimbleshanks, the railway cat. It's so fucking infuriating. <laughs> Most of the people, furries here who heard about it are not happy with it. Oh, really? And what somebody said, um, cats plunged too deeply into the uncanny valley. It's true. And that while there's a chance the movie will be beautifully shot and have amazing performances. It wasn't, and it did. The way <laughs> the cats look are a hard sell for me. Yeah, it's bad. So I, 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 what I've heard of uh, about the musical is um the, the athleticism of the dancers that that's what it's all about oh it's you know what else beauty. i fucking hated also in cats is fucking les twins which um beehive knows what i'm talking about and like this is not a commonly held opinion but i really cannot stand les twins they are french twins that dance for beyonce they're like part of her show she overuses them, I think. And I have a similar response to them as I do Skimbleshanks the Railway Cat. Like, their their mere appearance uh, fills me with uh, an unreasonable, disproportionate anger that doesn't actually make any logical sense. And I spent the first half of the movie trying to figure out if those two twin cats were, in fact, lay twins, and they were, and fuck them. One of them's named Larry. <laughs> but, you know, one of my visions for this show was to highlight art that makes people feel. I do feel. I do feel something. You have a lot of feelings, I have a lot Chelsea. of feelings. Art that impacts people's lives. I am impacted. <laughs> I see that. Like, is it possible that this was the de- desired outcome? 
No, I think that people who made it thought they cruelty. were going to... Oh, it, my it, God. There was something sadistic, sadistic? Uh, about it this. It is sadistic. Dame Judi Dench was supposed to be in the original cast of Cats. I heard that. So I get why, like, this is, I like, know. a legacy thing. What I don't understand, Jennifer Hudson yeah. is... She sings Memories, right? Yeah, and she fucking crushes it. Great. She could have done that in her spare time. No, like, she, she can fucking sing Memories, whatever. She doesn't have to dress up like a cat. No one, no one had to do this. No one had to do this. No one had to do this. No person needed to do this. No person needed this to happen. And like movies take, this is one of the things that comes up around showgirls, right? Like it takes hundreds of people signing off on all manner of decisions in order to get a movie made. And it's so baffling when a movie gets made and every decision is wrong. Like, it's statistically improbable. And yet, here the fuck we are. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. It's not even like... There's no internal logic. There's no consistency. (laughs) Sometimes the cats are human-sized. And sometimes the cats are the size of cats. And sometimes sometimes the cats are human-sized and the mice are mice-sized. And it really doesn't make sense. Some of the cats wear pants. Some of the cats wear fur coats. Fucking Rebel Wilson looks like a regular cat. And then she unzips her cat suit and is wearing an outfit underneath her cat fur that also has cat fur under the outfit. My question is, would you recommend cats? (laughs) Um, I think that it's good to feel things. Mm. It's good to have human experiences. I saw cats in the theater. I don't go to the theater often. Mm. Um, I saw cats in the theater because I wanted to have the shared experience with strangers of cats. So it was a a communal moment of... It was a communal moment of what the fuck just happened. What the fuck just happened, yeah. What the fuck did I just watch? Yeah. This has been By the Sound, your community-invested podcast. Special thanks this week to Leilani Davenberry. Thanks, Leilani. By the Sound is an Ahoy Hoy Media production. Ahoy Hoy!